Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Thank you. Well, hi, everybody. It's really great to have this uh, opportunity to share with you this morning. And it's really great to see you all in the building. And for those of you watching at home as well, wherever you are, it's lovely just to have this chance just to talk to you all today. And I was really pleased um, when we kicked off this morning with the worship and the songs that Benj and the worship team had chosen. And I don't think they knew the topic that we were going to be talking about today. So it's almost as if God's here and he's with us. Um, Because when Izzy and I were first asked uh, to share with you this morning, uh, the day afterwards, we were in the kitchen and um, we said, if we, uh, you know, I've had a thought. I said, I've had a thought about what we want to share about. And Isabel said, I've had a thought about what I want to share about as well. And we almost said at the same time, we want to talk about joy. So when we sang, um, you know, Oh Happy Day and you've turned my sadness into gladness, I was just like, that was so confirming for us that we're, we're talking about the right topic. So before we take this time, the time to break bread together, uh, we, as I said, we just want to share uh, a very simple message about the joy of the Lord. I know that we've both, and uh, Joshua has both, we've all found this to be true in our family life. And we know that many of you will also have known this joy too. So before we remember and um, we think about the sacrifice that Jesus has made for us on the cross, we want to just take a moment to remember with gratitude the joy that we carry with us throughout our lives because of what he's done for us. So if you're listening to this and you know Jesus, you will absolutely understand and will have experienced that joy. And that that joy that comes from the Lord is so different from how the rest of the world might experience joy. In the world, um, being joyful uh, or being full of joy usually means that somebody is just really happy. And happiness, as we know, is very dependent on the circumstances that we're going through at that time. Happiness tends to be very easily got, but also very easily lost or diminished as well. We can be happy one moment and the next it's gone. A few everyday examples, and I know this first example I've experienced on numerous occasions. So I've spent time in the morning getting ready for work. I've had a shower, I've done my hair, put a bit of makeup on, chosen my outfit, thought, well, not looking too bad today, Rachel. Gone out of the house, got in the car, gone to work, gone into the office with a big smile on my face, said morning to the first person that saw me. And they said, oh, hi, Rachel. Oh, are you okay? You look a bit tired today. And immediately, that happiness that you felt just sort of goes down a little bit, and you're that little bit sadder. Or you might be really happy because you've got a big promotion at work, and you're so pleased that somebody's recognised the years of effort and work that you've put into your job. At last, you've got that job that you really wanted, only to find over the next few months that the responsibilities of that job can reduce that happiness bit by bit. Or if you've got young children, you might be feeling really happy with the way that they've behaved all day. You went to the supermarket, you had them in the trolley, they didn't ask for numerous treats or sweets all the way around, they didn't have a tantrum, you didn't have a tantrum, you got to the checkout, they said please and thank you and smiled lovely at the checkout lady, what wonderful well-behaved children you've got and how happy they make you feel. Then you're getting dinner time out. You ask one of them to help lay the table. They refuse, have a tantrum on the floor. They start to argue with their siblings. And guess what? Your happiness slowly disappears. So we can always all go through these times and experience many circumstances, either through the course of one day, but ultimately when we experience bigger storms in life as well. 
which can cause our happiness to ebb and flow a bit like the tide. Sometimes we're feeling so happy we could burst and at other times we're feeling so low and so sad because of the situation that we're in. And that's our human condition. Many earthly things can make us happy for a time, but they are never going to replace the eternal joy that we have that comes from knowing and living for Jesus and laying our lives down for him. The joy that comes when we're saved and rooted in Jesus, when we have a relationship with him, when we know that we're truly loved and when we let go and lay down our lives for him is so different from the happiness that comes from our circumstances in the world. And the Hebrew word for joy in the Old Testament, if I pronounce this right, is simcha and means to be happy and rejoice. This word appears over 150 times in the Old Testament. Some Jewish people rejoiced in Yahweh because of his protection and justice. And despite difficult circumstances they were going through, where to them there was actually probably quite little evidence of God in their lives, many of the people in the Old Testament, like David, chose to rejoice in the Lord. It was a choice for them. And the Greek word for joy in the New Testament is chara, which means to rejoice in Jesus' grace and appears over 60 times. And putting those words together, our joy is rejoicing and choosing when we come to the table and in our everyday life to be glad and grateful for everything Jesus has done for us. And being grateful for the relationship we can have with him because of this sacrifice and grateful that we know our eternal outcome. Galatians 5 verse 22 to 23 says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. And when we give our lives to Jesus and we invite the Holy Spirit into our lives, we're so full to overflowing of gratitude and we're so thankful for all that Jesus has done. This joy is just a natural outpouring of this thankfulness and this love and this praise that our new life will produce. We can't help but have joy when we, we can't help but choose to have joy when we think about all that Jesus has done for us. And of course, this doesn't mean that here on earth, every day is going to be happy. It doesn't mean that we're not going to um, only have happy days until we meet him in heaven. Jesus himself says in John 16, verse 33, that here on earth you'll have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I've overcome the world. But the difference is that we know that any trials and sorrows that come here on earth, they can't take away that joy that comes when we follow Jesus and the joy that comes from God. This joy is not circumstantial, it's unchanging and it, like its creator. He is always faithful, always good, and he never changes. And in James 1 verse 2, James says to the 12 tribes, When troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. And James is saying that actually when we face troubles, we can consider it an opportunity to show joy and to choose to show joy. We can be grateful for everything Jesus is doing and everything Jesus has done for us. We're grateful for his sacrifice and for the new lives that we can lead and grateful that actually we don't have to go through these trials alone. We can choose to have joy and we can choose to put our faith in Jesus rather than putting our faith in the circumstances that we might be in. Thank you. 
So while having um, nice clothes, having a good day at work, having really well-behaved, fantastic children, or getting a big promotion, of course they can bring us happiness, and they should bring us happiness as well. But they are never going to replace, as Izzy said, or be even comparable to the joy that comes from being uh, with Jesus and for living and laying down our lives from him. We can be full of joy even in our worst days or in our hardest trials. Life can throw all sorts of trials our way and we can choose to let them rob us of our joy or we can choose joy in the Lord to be our strength through those trials. If I'm completely honest, I don't really know how it all works, but I do know that it does work and I can testify to the fact that it does work. And by choosing joy, it does produce strength and endurance to go through those times. Charles Spurgeon, the 19th century preacher, put it really brilliantly, and I, and I love this. I'm going to read this to you. Believers are not dependent upon circumstances. Their joy comes not from what they have, but from what they are. Not from where they are, but whose they are. Not from what they enjoy, but from that which was suffered for them by their Lord. In other words, the source of our joy, it's the source of our joy that's different. Jesus first broke bread and shared wine with his disciples, knowing the suffering and the pain that he was about to go through on the cross. Despite even Jesus asking if it had to be that way, he endured everything for the joy of knowing that we would be saved, you and me, that we would be saved that we would have our sins forgiven and that we would be in a relationship with him forever. What an amazing sacrifice and how wonderful um, it is to think that we can bring joy to Jesus too. He He endured the cross for the joy that was set before him, us being in relationship with him. If we have nothing else to feel joyful about today or ever in our earthly lives, When we remember everything that Jesus did for us, that's got to be enough. As Habakkuk said in chapter uh, 3, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vine, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, in other words, situation was pretty dire, about as dire as it could get, Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Saviour. So as we take the bread and wine and remember Jesus' sacrifice for us on the cross, we know that we can be full of joy no matter what our circumstances are and no matter what they're looking like right now, whether our weeks have been great or whether actually they've not been so great and it might hurt to come to the table. Jesus' sacrifice means that we can come to the table and we can have access to this amazing joy, being glad and grateful for everything that he's done for us. As we celebrate this table together, we're going to pray and give thanks with an attitude of joy for what Jesus has done on our behalf. Psalm 133 says, 
Behold, not pst, but behold how pleasant it is when brothers live in unity. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have made a way for us to live in unity through you with the Father, in unity with the Spirit, and in unity with each other. Lord, I thank you that your brokenness has made us whole. Lord, I thank you that you have made a way to have access to the Father, that your separation on the cross from your Father made a way for us to him. Lord, I thank you that as you gave yourself, you made a way for us to live in the Spirit and to live in unity as a body of believers, Lord God. And you've called us around this table to celebrate the wonderful work that you've done. Lord, that those of us here in in the building, those of us at home, and those around the world who are celebrating this table this morning and giving thanks with an attitude of joy. Lord, that we come together with one purpose, to give thanks to you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, as you sacrificed yourself and made a way for us, Lord, something that we could never do ourselves. And Lord, we are so blessed to be able to come together and share this with you today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So let's take the bread together as one body with an attitude of joy, an attitude of thanks and in unity with the Father, with Jesus who gave himself and with the Spirit in whom we live. Amen. look at this cup I'm just reminded of um, Jesus' sacrifice for us to me this cup represents that he held nothing back from us he poured it all out for us in this cup there is strength there is healing there is joy there is provision everything everything we need is in Jesus so we just thank you Lord as we take this cup together, Lord, that we just, you know that you are our source. You are our source of everything that we could ever need or want, Lord. And that you gave everything for us, Lord. We give our whole selves to you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.